0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the only two-time PWG Battle of Los Angeles champion, King Ricochet, and you are listening to Busted Wide
1: Open Podcast. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. We're here again. Can you believe it? Night one of WrestleMania 36 with no audiences in the books. My name is Nick Howell.
0: And I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and I am Shook, I tell you, Shook. Shooketh. I am Shooketh. Because there were some things tonight that I did not see coming. Nope. The matches I thought that I was going to lose out on were not the matches I lost out on. They swerved me. Woo. They swerved us all. And in fact, I think the biggest swerve, Nick, might have been that it was actually, all things considered, a pretty entertaining show. I'm not mad at it. It was. It, I'm not mad at it either. Like A couple of missteps, you could say. Obviously, the lack of an audience was always going to be a factor, and it was going to be a bit of a bummer. But even given that uh, up against the wall, circumstances what they were, it was still a pretty damn entertaining show. Yeah, and was. I think that anyone who was watching it, uh, unless you paid you know sixty or hundred dollars or whatever, I think you probably felt like you got your your money's worth. If like, you paid that and you so didn't my, get the
1: network for free for thirty days, or you didn't get it for ten dollars, <laughs> um, I can't help you. I'm sorry.
0: I, I don't know what to yeah, tell you. I'd... But yes, Nick, I, I, let's let's talk about night one. We had a whole bunch of drama in the Pickums. We had a very wonderful Discord chat. Uh, Over there, there's a lot to talk about plus the matches themselves. Do you want to do a little housekeeping and then get into it? What do you think?
1: Yeah, just real quick, guys. BWOPodcast.com has all of our links for everything. Make sure you're in the discussion group with the rest of the Phenomenal Ones over on Facebook. Make sure you're in our Discord server for all the live chats all throughout the week, and especially for tomorrow night for night two. If if night one was any indication of how lively things are going to be tomorrow night as we get towards the end of this, you're going to want to be in there for night two. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BWO podcast and you can find exclusive rewards over at patreon.com slash BWO if you're on here on YouTube all of those links are down in the description below but yes Ian let's uh let's not drag this out let's get right into what we thought about night one of Wrestlemania 36.
0: Well, before we get into the actual matches, Nick, I, I got I to gotta stop and say, what did you think about the production? Like, let's let's talk about, sure. like, okay, we open up. We've got Stephanie McMahon talking about, hey, you know, we're just doing our best to entertain you in these hard times. That's what we do because we're WWE and we're awesome. And Stephanie McMahon would never miss an opportunity to self-aggrandize and make their company look awesome. We had uh, America the Beautiful, uh, but, but not, this, not the Star Spangled Banner, just America the Beautiful, but it was a montage of everyone who had done America the Beautiful over the years at WrestleMania, which I thought was given the Including circumstances. Including Dog
1: Ziggler, it seems, singing fun. his rendition. Dog. dog.
0: Yeah, he was he was mad that they, he's very he's a patriot. He was mad that they didn't do <laughs> uh, the Star Spangled Banner. They sure, only did America's sure. Beautiful. I, I understand, Dog Ziggler. Yeah, I know, I know that he can't even salute, and he's that There's patriotic. There's two questions there.
1: One, let's talk about the Stephanie McMahon thing first, right at the top. Look, she didn't do anything that I wouldn't expect any chief brand officer of any other. Multi-billion-dollar company to do. She got up there. She touted things. Here's the situation we're faced with. We're gonna do the best we can. We've put on a great show for you. Enjoy. You know? Yeah. And just that's sure. Open the show. Introduce it. Fair enough. Fine. I, I was fine with it. The the America the Beautiful montage. I thought uh, as someone who loves music and like older classical music, whether you're a patriot or not, just I thought it was beautiful to see all of those. Um, Uh, Just artists from over the years, over the last 30-plus years of WrestleMania, singing that song. Uh, We had Lillian Garcia doing her rendition of it on The Bump earlier today before the show came on. So just absolutely amazing to see that entire mashup. I really loved it. As Americans and Patriots, we absolutely love that song. So it gets gets you in little
0: feels. Well, also, like you said, for me, it was more of just being like, oh, damn, they did have a lot of people saying that over the years. You know, you get so focused on the matches uh, uh, in WrestleMania, you forget some of the people they've had as musical acts. I forgot they had Willie Nelson do it one year. So, yeah, that was actually, it was a kind of a cool little thing. And then we got to Rob Gronkowski, your party host with the most for WrestleMania. And I got to say, for what it could have been, it was fine for what it was. It was a, it was quick. He gave a really like fast paced. I'm a party boy speech. Who better to, you know, get a party going for 30 hours than me, Rob Gronkowski. And that was it. It was just a, a quick hype moment. Him being like, yo, I know there's no crowd tonight, but I'm hype. You should be hype too. Let's get into this. And I was like, okay,
1: that could have been worse. Yeah, I agree. That could have been yo, worse. It else could have been worse. Uh- Esme dropping anything less than $100 in the tip jar, saying, drinks are on her. What? What? Just, good Lord. You guys, thank you so much. Jesus Christ, Esme.
0: Esme.
1: She says, that Taker match was everything, and I'm tipsy. Drinks are on her. (laughs) I'm out. I'm out. Y'all have a good night. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. Uh, I thought Gronkowski was everything we needed to be and nothing we didn't like we needed someone who was fun he hyped everything up mojo came out did his thing hyped everybody up it was fine it was fine like there was yeah what i was fearful of never happened uh and i think a lot of us were fearful of that they were very very dutiful in their edit it seems uh so it was it was awesome it was fantastic it was
0: Quicken out. And then finally, what did you think of the commentary team that they went with? I had threatened you with the possibility of Sam Roberts. Oh, dear God. We did not get Sam Roberts. We did get Michael Cole and JBL returning to his old position right next to Michael Cole. What did you think of that lineup?
1: Um, It could have been a lot worse than JBL, in my opinion. You could have had Sam Roberts. You could have had several others that just... You had one. <laughs>
0: quack, quack. I can't, you know, I can't, th- I can't think of many worse I, I, than JBL. I will. I not, well, I not. that's
1: because you have personal issues with the man. I'm talking about the audio commentary track rolling through my ears could have been a lot worse than JBL.
0: Man, at some points he was doing like John Madden calls in there. He's like, no, the best way to win a match is to pin the guy. <laughs> That's the best best thing you got to do there is if you want to win the match, uh, you got to get in the ring and you got to put your shoulders on the mat for three seconds. Oh, really, JBL? What insightful commentary! Thank you, pal. Thanks,
1: John. You got drunk, Al Michael sitting over there next to it. Michael, Cole. right? Thank Michael, you,
0: John. Now back to the action on the field. Right. Yeah. So, but I, you know what, Nick? I will agree. At the end of the day, it was it was fine. It's fine. It was just like Gronk
1: was, at the beginning, just like Stephanie at the beginning. It was fine. It
0: was fine. Right. I could I could overlook it. It was not something that made me just go. no! Table flip. I'm done with this show. I'm not. I can't watch anymore. We, we could have had the and,
1: dynamic commentary team of Peter Rosen and uh, Sam oh, Roberts. Oh, Corey Graves.
0: Or, and Sam. Oh my God. The duo. Uh, uh, <laughs> Our heads would have exploded right. like okay, scanners. It could have been worse. <laughs> yeah. You are absolutely correct. Oh, you are absolutely you. correct oh, there. You. So let's get into the, let's talk about the show, which also could have been worse, and the pre-show match. Could have been worse. Cesaro versus Drew Gulak setting up, which, by the way, a pre-show match with very little stakes, but at the same time, there is a story element to it that's going to matter later on in the show. I appreciated that. Me too. The match ultimately meant nothing except for, you know, the very precious momentum. But at the same time, it was still a, you know, it was like, hey, you know, later on the show, we have a match that these guys are going to be involved in. So for me, that was actually the smart kind of pre-show match, it's the appetizer that wets your palate for something later on in the show. You go, oh, I well, now I can't wait to see how this works out later. And to be also, to be clear, this was a bit of a swerve as well because Cesaro ultimately ends up beating Drew Gulak in another theme for these guys.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: A, a match that both of them could have done so much more. In. And we got some really cool stuff in this match. Both these guys extremely technically gifted, as, as we all know. Um, we even had a very cool spot where Cesaro did an airplane spin on his shoulders and even dropped his hands at one point. It was doing the airplane spin with no hands on Gulak, which he ended up pinning him after. just
1: kept spinning. I just,
0: just kept going. I don't know very who to credit cool more spot. for
1: that, Gulak or Cesaro, but both equally. There was both equally. also
0: some, some leaping catches that Drew did that were just really cool. Very, very smooth. Very cat-like and, uh, not to get silly, but they did, they were, they were very much like and he Got Cesaro. It was it was actually a very nice match, but I you know you could tell these guys are are coasting. Yeah. Given what they're both technically capable of, uh, but at the same time, that wasn't the point of the match. The point of the match was to whet our appetite for the show, get us invested, and also make us go, all right. Well, I can't see what I can't wait to see what happens later in the Daniel Bryan, Sammy Zayn match with both with both of these guys at ringside. So in that sense, I thought it was fine. Yeah.
1: I, it was That's more sure. than fine for me. I I think that we've wanted to see these two kind of get their hands on each other for some time. And the fact that they did it on a pre-show match, a lot of people could go, Rob, robber robber why is this on the pre-show, blah, 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 I'm a wrestling. But we got to see it. And I think it's yeah. the fact that it's loosely uh, you know adjunct to what's going on with Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, and all of the other things, like, we might get to see more of that. So I'm not mad at it. I like how it turned out. I I thought it was kind of an indication of what would come later in the night. And I was really mad at my pick when I saw it. Same, (laughs) Because I went, God damn it, I knew it. Yeah,
0: and that became a theme of them setting up expectations and kind of knocking them down. But not so much with the next match, the first match of technically WrestleMania. And that was the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. And this one actually had me in a bit of a pickle too, because I had I had done this is when our pick'em started. Yep. And I had picked Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross because I figured it was just their time. It's Alexa Bliss. They haven't really done anything with Asuka and Kyrie. They seem to have more for Asuka to do solo. It just didn't seem like it was working out having the tag champs be the Kabuki Warriors. Unfortunately, um, I think it has less to do with the Kabuki Warriors themselves and more to do with their just not being a damn division. Right. But that's neither here nor there. At the end of the day, I thought the title's were going to change hands here. And had there been a crowd, I w- and this had been first, I would have said, "Oh, absolutely, the faces are winning because you want to start off with a hype match and get the crowd in a good mood." But the fact that there was no crowd made me go, oh, "I don't know, I don't know what this
1: is going to be." Uh, I will, but ultimately, I will say this: uh, out of no. out of the, all the matches that I saw, this one they did the best job of all. All four of them in the ring and the commentary, all being vocal, being loud. Uh, being excessive. There weren't a lot, uh, and being that this was the first match of the main show, there weren't, um, there wasn't a lot of silence. We heard a lot of dead spots of silence later on in later matches. This one we did not. And I was, you know, you put Nikki Cross and Oscar in the same ring together, and they're gonna fill the dead space pretty quickly with their voices. Um, uh, you know what else is gonna fill up is the tip jar tonight because Jacob oh Uhas put twenty four twenty into it saying that 24 and 2 for Taker's mania record. Yeah? No, I thought it was 29 and 2 or I thought he was what? he was 29 and 1 at Brock. Oh, was it what's his other loss? Wasn't it?
0: What's happening wasn't it here? Roman?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I guess it was Roman, yeah, huh. Yeah.
0: Lesnar and Roman. That's right. Yeah. duh. <laughs> but the
1: 24, okay. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, Roberto tipped $8 for the eight points he lost in that AJ oh, Taker goodness. match, and Roberto Rosado is currently in the lead, so I see what you did there, sir. That was his one
0: stumble. He, he's uh, Yeah, he's he's scaring us all right now. And
1: since Esme brought <laughs> drinks, uh, Abraham couldn't sit idle too long. He had to throw 20 bucks in the tip jar for a round of appetizers. Thank you guys so much. Now, you guys uh, are killing it. Oh, we love you a party guys so here much. Now. Oh. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. I want cheese sticks. That's what I'm going to order
0: if only my only my fridge weren't so far away (laughs) uh right after after the show though right after the (laughs) show but uh no so this was actually um one surprisingly hard hitting two went long went longer than i anticipated they let them work which was great uh and was fast was really fast paced it was it was an entertaining match i do think and this is Right off the bat, the the Gulak and Cesaro match. I didn't notice it. This match, I noticed the lack of crowd, and I kind of went, ugh, th- I really, I really miss them reacting to some of the stuff." Oscar playing off of them and, yeah. and working them up, or just all of it. Uh, it, it. This is where you saw it be missed. Nikki Cross even having like a a Bruce Banner moment and ripping open her shirt, and the only reaction we get to it is Michael Cole going. Well, I guess different strokes for everybody, <laughs> right? JBL being like, "That's one way to have a WrestleMania moment." So it's, and that would have been a big crowd-popping moment, but it, there was no crowd. It was just two crusty old announcers who didn't know how to react.
1: <laughs> I d- so that I, I, d- I did was a bit not of a miss. Here's what I did not miss. I, I I didn't notice the crowd as much as you or being gone. The lack of a crowd as much as you did for this match specifically. What I did notice was Cole and JBL, man. Just, oh, they just sound like two, <laughs> like you said, crusty, crotchety old men over there just saying the same shit over and over again. Luckily, we got a break later with Tom Phillips and and Byron Saxton bringing a little bit of energy and a little bit of life in. But, uh, yeah, that was the yeah, You were
0: the, Weren't you just saying it could have been
1: worse? It could have been worse. Absolutely, it, it could have been a lot worse. We could have had no commentary because they're shouldn't they have been sitting six feet apart? I could have lost
0: an arm in a car accident yesterday, but I didn't. That doesn't. <laughs> I mean, yes, things could be worse. Fair anyway, Fair this days. but this but this match was actually very solid. Very solid match, well worked across the board. Uh, but the ending was pretty much by the numbers. Ultimately, uh, the 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 Kabukis just get outworked. Lexa Bliss. Hits Twisted Bliss on Kyrie Sane. one two three Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross your new tag team champions for the women's division. Uh, so this just leads me to to question what now for one the women's tag division and two Oscar and Kyrie are they going to stay being a tag team are they going to back back to being singles wrestlers. What's what's going on there? What happens next with them?
1: I don't know. Uh, I, I, I Listen, I wasn't expecting to see Kyrie. One of the reasons I made the pick, one of my strategic reasons why I picked Bliss and Cross was because I was uncertain about Kyrie's status. Uh, and frankly, I kind of want to see Asuka do more single stuff at the top of the women's division. So in a self-serving kind of way, that was one of the reasons I wanted the Kabukis to drop the titles over to Bliss and Cross because it frees up both of those concerns. Um, and so I think this is the right move. I think it's to be deterrent. Let's get past raw and see what happens next week.
0: Yeah, what's the plan? Yeah, I mean, now yeah.
1: we're loosely hearing rumors that they have secretly been taping stuff uh, to, to pump them up for the next few weeks at least. So I, I did hear that rumor uh, today. during Yeah, the
0: day. which would make sense given yeah. that they, they probably heard that the lockdown was coming yeah. and tried to scramble some stuff as quickly no, as they I'm can. No, I'm sure the government Whether-
1: told them that it was coming. And
0: Right. Whether or not that's going to be satisfying for us. Is a whole other story. Yeah. And speaking of satisfying for us, the next match was Elias versus King Corbin. Uh, I obviously made that transition ironically because this match was the match. I don't think anybody really cared for. And they gave them a good, what, 15, 17 minutes to work. Yep. This was a full-length match between King Corbin and Elias. And Nick, God damn it, I'm not going to lie it kind of overdelivered but it's probably because i had zero expectations
1: well you had no expectation of elias coming out at all like we were talking well, contingency they, they plans for, for the pickums about like right. what does elias what ha- who, what do we do do we just call it a wash do it do- and then elias yeah. actually comes out after baron tells him to call for the forfeit which <laughs> yeah he comes out He's been dropped 15
0: feet on the concrete floor. There's no way he can be here tonight. Baron Corbin's out there. He's calling for the match to be forfeited. He's going to win. But Elias is here. He's struggling out of the back. He's still going to be here. And he's taped up slightly with some kinesio tape on one shoulder.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was it was, it was was four days okay. ago, too. The magical healing powers oh yeah, of four days right. is, is amazing, you know?
0: Oh, sure. So. Just a little bit of apple pie and some, right. some cortisone. He's fine. Right. So, yeah, it's... But that being said, it was a very WWE-style match, and it was fine for what it was. Like, it was... I was actually, for the most... Like, I wasn't terribly invested, but at the same time, at no point was I sitting there going, God, this is so bad. These guys don't know how to work, etc. Like, it was it was fine. It was fine. I don't know if it deserved to be a, w- a WrestleMania match. No. But no way in hell. You know what that I mean? That was my
1: only problem with it, is this is a, a match you'd see on, like, Backlash. Well, let's, let's be clear. You
0: know? We... Okay, Backlash, yes. I was going to say, you wouldn't see it on They're not giving these two guys 17 minutes on no. Raw to work. But but yes, I could see this at a lesser pay-per-view. A WrestleMania match, eh, not so much. But again, I don't know what what else would you have put on this card other than this match. I mean, they were scraping to find matches at the end to make it a show that was quote-unquote too big for one night which is a statement we'll get into Boris has a match
1: on this WrestleMania card. You know what? <laughs> right. Baron Corbin and Elias is okay. Story. With a good story. With a good I'm story. I'm not not they built it. Yeah. But it, I I'm saying what I'm saying is uncertain times lead to uncertain outcomes and like what we're getting these two nights is it is what it is frankly. I don't there is no explanation for it. I'm happy that they were able to deliver a WrestleMania to us. I know there's a lot of people out there that say, "Oh, they should have postponed it. Oh, they should have put it off. Oh, they should have canceled it this year." Whatever, oh, they should have held it anyway. Well, mm-hmm. I think they're doing kind of the best of all of those worlds and it it turned out all right. I in my opinion, I was very pleasantly surprised with the delivery of the show tonight overall. So, yeah. I'm not going to sit I, here and pick apart too. matches like that of whether or not Elias and King Corbin deserved 17 minutes or not, you know. If this had
0: actually happened in, you know, in front of hundred 80,000, 100,000 people, I think we would have said, like, this is ridiculous. This is part right. of this whole thing. In this format, it didn't seem so out of place. So I'll give you that. Uh, one thing that was unexpected, I guess at least for you, was Elias picking up the win, the face coming back to have a nice feel-good <sighs> win. Uh, you had called King Corbin to take this one, so I picked up a little one there. But I did not pick up the next one, and neither did you because the next match was Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler a match where we both said it's pretty much just fait accompli? You've got to put this on. You've got to strap Shayna Baszler. You have to end Becky's reign. You have to give Becky someone to fight upwards against. You have to stop Becky's momentum so she's not just this invincible Roman Reigns style character. You have to put. Some, you have to have someone in the division who is terrifying. Now that you've neutered Asuka, you had Shayna Baszler go through elimination chamber and murder your entire Raw Women's Division. But that's not what they did, no. Nope. That's not what they did at all.
1: I have have zero explanation here other than <sighs> Becky Lesnar. I I, j- I don't know what else to 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 do here, you know.
0: I actually what I think is that Vince has cooled on Shayna Baszler. And that was oh. the actually the rumor that I've heard is Vince has actually has actually cooled on Shayna on her presentation, how she wrestles, like he's not a fan of Shayna Baszler is what I've heard. And this actually unfortunately Tends to underline that. And that's really a bummer because she, is, she comes across as legitimate in a division where a lot of people don't. Yep. And the unfortunate thing is, is that they went like by the time that you were halfway through this match, and I was sitting there going, Shayna just destroyed the rest of the women's division in a matter of seconds in the Elimination Chamber. Everybody who came out, even Asuka. She murdered, and now a month later, she and Becky are going to have a competitive match. They're going to like Becky and she are going to trade blows. She's not going to be able to take out Becky right, like immediately. Okay, fine. Becky's better than every other woman in the division. Okay, cool. As long as Shayna wins, Shayna didn't win. Shayna hit Becky against the table. She beat the crap out of her. She tried to choke her out. She got her in her own armbar submission. And yet, Becky still got that like shoulder rollover that has cost Shayna so many matches. It's cost her against Kyrie Saints, cost her against Ember Moon. Yep. That's the, that seems to be like her weakness is that move. And I, I like the history, at least, that that's the move she's kind of weak to. Like, okay, cool. But this is the wrong time to have Shayna get beat. This was the time you needed Shayna to win and then have Becky fight back. I don't know what the plan here was unless it's true that Vince is cooled on Shayna or if it's true that Ronda is supposed to come back at SummerSlam. Or, or Naya, but let's... You, Nick, you're the one speaking that evil into existence right now by, by staring at your Nia Jack shrine. Yeah, no. that's on you, buddy. No. Uh, that's on
1: you. I'm in the same camp as Vince is cooling on Shayna, actually. I think I, I've, oh I've been pretty vocal about this, guys. You guys. You've been cool on Becky! I've been cool on Becky as well. Look, I'm bored with one finisher move, one move of doom. What do you That's not the that's not the performer's fault, that's the booking fault. That's that's
0: the style of wrestling that they're doing. What I Is liked the, you know, about the, this match the,
1: was that they came out swinging at each other and borderline shoot fighting each other. And they it were, was great. Like, nice, that was you awesome. Could hear
0: that you get everything connecting. Yeah, but it then good. it
1: was just uh, they were running it's around in circles into who can get who into the Karafuto clutch or an armbar first, and it, and that's when it just lost me. And I was just like, yep, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know if this is scripted work or what's happening, but I mean, we've seen examples of what happens in either in other promotions or even in WWE during these uncertain times when people are just allowed to go. And I just, I don't understand, man. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand the hype. Becky's great on the mic. I'm kind of okay. meh with the rest of it.
0: What do you want, man? Who is, who is there right now that you're like, yes, I need, uh, these are the women. You, who are the ones you would put at the top of the division then? If not the ones that are at the top, who you got, who you got to, that would, that would fill those shoes. Oscar. Can't cut a promo. You need someone who can go out there and be the face of the company like Becky Lynch is doing right now. Okay, Becky Lynch can go out there. She can be on TV shows. She can be on Cereal Boxes. She can do your interviews. She can do all your promotional events. She's the one who can go out there and basically be like a female John Cena and make everyone happy. She's cute and good looking, and everyone likes to, likes to see her. Right? And one of the ways that you can promote that is by giving her a good villain to face off against. Shayna was that, but now you've neutered Shayna. Yep. She's done. So, so who, Nick? Who else? I don't who know. Who else you got? Not, that's. It's my point. Right is
1: now. if if the stipulations been, are they have to be able to speak clear English and do interviews on Good Morning America, it's Becky Lynch, you know,
0: top top of the Charlotte. division. You got it. Charlotte's doing Charlotte. the
1: Fox circuit, doing all the you know sports talk shows for the last couple of weeks, hyping up Mania. So yeah, yeah. It, it's it's Charlotte and Becky. It really is Charlotte and Becky. So
0: and that's yeah. kind of my point here is that, but uh, but uh, again, you're good guys. Your faces are only as good as the bad guys they beat, right? And Shayna was built up to a certain extent to be scary, but then the first time Becky faces her, Becky wins. Now she's not scary anymore. Yep. She's not scary anymore. This is, is, Nick, we just did a show about all the times the wrong person won. And one of the things we talked about was how John Cena went over the nexus. Like they were being built up as this really scary faction and him winning cut their legs out and they never recovered. Right. And we went through all the ways that, like, afterwards they almost kind of brought it back, but it just, it just never regained its luster. That's this all over again. They just cut off Shayna's legs. So I, I'm, I'm furious at this. I don't understand this at all. Me either. I, I think this was an absolutely ridiculous finish. Yep. And obviously, neither of us picked this as being the case. Not many and, did. Uh, I think there I'm were
1: maybe about. out of our 40 some odd people that are in our pickums, I think three to four people. Picked Becky Lynch to to win here. Yeah, after the the showing at Royal Rumble, after Elimination Chamber, you know everything. It was just it, it seemed Poor. inevitable. Biting her on the neck. Where'd the biting thing go? By the way,
0: I'm not mad that that went away.
1: <laughs> that you was, of all was, people, I would to expect to. to be you know be invested made, in. That. But it
0: didn't make sense with her character. It made no sense with her character. Like it's okay. I don't mind seeing something gruesome. Like yeah, bring me some gruesome stuff in my wrestling, but. Not when it makes absolutely no freaking sense. You know, right. just it's just there because one night someone gets a, a hard on for oh let's get her to bite her. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It just sounds cool. No, that's not a good reason. Yeah. That's not a good reason. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Real quick, also- uh, Marshall
1: Exotic. <laughs> uh, I guess that's a Tiger King reference. <laughs> Five bucks in the tip jar. Thanks for being phenomenal, Marshall uh, R I P A J He says. Uh, we'll oh, we'll yes, get to we're that. We're getting to that. Uh, Brad Shepard as well. Not ringside news. Brad Shepard dropped ten dollars. No, good, good Brad. Good Brad. Good Brad. Uh, he says because I'm Brad. going Thank to win you, the booby prize this year. Uh, we Ooh. we haven't announced what it is yet this year. We yet. haven't. I think we're gonna we hold off till tomorrow night once we know the final Absolutely. results because it's final a scorers. good one yeah. uh this year, Brad. It's fun. It's cute. So I hope you win it. I guess. Thank you for the 10 bucks in the tip jar. Uh, and Thank you as well, Marshall. Uh, where are we going from here, Ian? Uh, for,
0: so next we've got Sam. Really quickly, uh, just got posted in the, in the, in the chat. Um, someone saying that, that you, don't need, you don't need someone who's good on the mic. You just need someone that draws a crowd like Orange Cassie. You can have an Oscar that leads the women's division. That's true up to a point. But the way that Vince runs his company, if you want to be the top top, you have to be able to do all the other stuff. It's one thing to be able to draw a crowd. It's another thing to be able to execute all of the extraneous stuff that Vince needs you to do uh, advertising-wise for his, uh, for his wrestling organization. It's not, just, it's not the same as being um, someone who's there to br- like a special attraction. You can draw, some, draw people into your live events or maybe people we'll watch a wrestling match. Yeah. They have to be able to do so much more on top of that to truly be the top of the company, to be the face of the company, to be one of the top people
1: in the company. I mean, throw a Brock Lesnar at you as, as an example of a counter to that. Um, probably well, paid the most special, money of any male superstar in the company. but Special attraction. Uh,
0: special uh, attraction. He's a special attraction. Okay. That falls if, under. If there's it, a stipulation the
1: there that they have to be able to go on Good Ameri- Good Morning America, and be presentable, then that kind of throws the like. I want to see a it's good. Why, I want to see a good. It's performer. why Braun.
0: Braun's not going to be a top sure. guy. He's not going to be the man. He'll be I mean, a, a he's special universal attraction
1: champion right now.
0: Well, we'll get Spoiler to that, alert. but I mean, like, <laughs> uh, but I'm saying, like, you know, if you've got like a Braun Strowman, if you have an Andre the Giant, if you have someone like that, they're not going to be the face of your company. I absolutely they be a think main, you could spin Braun
1: Into that that kind of character, big, lovable he's a, giant. He's a he is a
0: bit, he, and, they're, and they're trying, and it's he's one that's a little bit on the fringe, but they'll never put the entire company on his shoulders. They can mm. put. The entire company on the shoulders of a John Cena, of a Becky Lynch, of, to, of a Roman Reigns, even though Roman Reigns, I'd say, is a step below John Cena in a, in a few uh, places. A Drew McIntyre, yes. you can put your entire company on, okay? You can't do that, I hate to say it, in America, with an Asuka. Now, you can have her be the face of the company in Japan, but it, 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 and, and it's just a matter of them being able to go out there and communicate your company to people, to the mainstream media, to uh, to to the mainstream, because it, wrestling is still very niche. Yeah. You have to be able to communicate to the mainstream. Yeah, and you can have Oscar on the trucks, but it's nothing to send her on Good Morning America. True, true. So that's that's my, that's my point with that. Uh, the Intercontinental Title, Nick, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. We mentioned that they uh, they gave us a little preview of this with Drew Gulak and Cesaro on the pre-show, but then it was time for the real match, which. Never really was a real match. It was Sami Zayn trying to escape Daniel Bryan for the first half. And then it was Daniel Bryan finally catching him and beating the crap out of him for a while while Sami was crying <laughs> and begging him to stop. Right. Uh, and then finally, uh, Gulak had taken out Cesaro and Nakamura on the outside. They recovered, took out Gulak, distracted Daniel Bryan who ate a haluva kick, and Sami Zayn retains his Intercontinental Championship. Yes! Well, good for you. Yes, yes. Well, it's good for me. I'm glad one of I us like are
1: getting a lot of these right. <laughs> um, well, this again, but sorry, Nick. I'm having ahead. trouble I, I being upset about this. Patch. Frankly, right? You okay, know? good. I think Why that's is that? well. If, I don't know where you you would have to do some kind of extreme extreme angle where you turn Gulak against Brian, or you somehow get Gulak to join up with Sami Zayn, or you'd have to do some shenaniganry to move beyond Daniel Bryan if he did take it off of Sami Zayn. Back and forth a couple times, whatever, whiz-bang, end up at SummerSlam somehow. But you have to do some some wizardry there. Uh, I think keeping it on Sami Zayn is actually really smart because, one, he's one of the best things that's been going with his interviews, some of the matches that we're getting with Shin. Like, who would have ever thought we'd see Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura? regardless of whether it's a crowd or not like I I was very excited about seeing that match this week and I I think there's potential there for even more of these so I'm not terribly mad at it yes I picked Daniel Bryan looking back on it I'd probably pick Daniel Bryan again because I I see the upside there but I also see a massive upside and potential here for what Sammy's putting together with these guys and I think it could get even bigger and better than it is right now so
0: I agree and this is this is to me legitimizing a group that needed to be legitimized. This is the exact opposite of the Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler match. Yep. You needed to legitimize the heel in the Shayna Baszler Becky Lynch match. I don't even know where that match went, where it was in the show. That made no damn yeah, sense to right me. Right in the middle. You needed to legitimize the heel faction here too to make them. You needed to make them, even though they were sniveling and you know if you hit Sami Zayn, he's going to start crying about it. That's what makes them a good heel faction. Is they still, goddamn it, those bastards. They still win. And that's going to get under people's skin. Great, Sammy's doing great heel work. I, you know, I'm not a, I, it, it does rub me the wrong way if I think too hard about the fact that Cesaro and Nakamura are freaking goons. Yep. But fine, I love all these guys. I'm going to just eat that shit sandwich and act like I love it. Um, it's also crazy to think that given the talents that that <laughs> exist within Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. We basically had an old school heel begging off for the first half of the match, taking a beating for five minutes and then beating the face with like one one move out of nowhere. It was just the most, like, it does not take a whole lot of technical wizardry. That being said, you know, when Daniel Bryan was beating up Sami Zayn, he was going stiff as hell and it looked legit as hell. And it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with this match, Nick. And not just because of the finish, like, in the middle, I was smiling ear to ear. It was all right. So it
1: was good. It was fine. A <laughs> little soured was, by the more, fact that I didn't pick. Yeah, I, you're right. <laughs> you know. And like I said at the beginning, I pro- do it. Had to do it all over again. I probably would have picked pick Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan again. Yeah.
0: And I would have been scared that Sammy wouldn't have win wouldn't have won as well yep. because I could I saw this going either way. It was in the middle of my my bets. Yep. But I think that was the right decision. I think it was the right decision because Daniel Bryan can eat a loss and still be okay. We know he was screwed. Uh, and Sami Zayn and and the art, artist collective, whatever they're calling it, they needed the win to legitimize. So, I thought this was the right decision. Call
1: it the rebellion or something like that. Give it a, give it a cool anti-establishment kind of name.
0: Why make it cool? Why not make it just kind of annoying, like Artist Collective?
1: I don't know. That because that, she's gonna go because uh, it just doesn't fit uh, on a postcard, uh, you know? The Artist Collective. It's like the Nightmare Collective. No. Sorry. All right. Let's get to what was, what I think was the highlight of the night. Uh, One of them. One of them. uh, The, what turned So we had some breaking news, literally 17 seconds before the show started. Uh, Miz was sick or injured actually is what the, what McKenzie said on the bump today, this afternoon before the show, before the kickoff show. and, To that end, we ended up, instead of having a triple-threat tag team match, we ended up having one representative from each of those three tag teams in a triple-threat match, ladder match, for the tag team titles. Okay? Which, by the way,
0: they knew about because they pre-taped this. They knew Miss wasn't going to be here for this match. They still advertised it as a tag team championship match with the tag teams all the way up till yesterday. This was a tag match till yesterday, even though they've this known afternoon. for a long time. Meltzer, Meltzer has been reporting this for a while, but they still stubbornly were going into this saying, no, 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 it's a tag team match. I mean, which WWE already gets enough guff for doing bait and switch stuff with their shows. This was egregious because we all know this is pre-taped. Yep. They knew. And frankly, if you told us outright Miz was sick or injured a while ago or whatever, or if you'd shot an angle on Friday for that, explaining it, I think it would have been better. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you've got freaking John Morrison, Jimmy Uso, and Kofi Kingston in a ladder match? I don't care if it's for the tag titles. I don't care if it's for the 24-7 European 7 north North-South-East-West on I-49 title. I'm going to watch that match and I'm going to enjoy it. And damn it, I sure did because this was nuts. Same. These boys went out like there was a crowd of 80,000 out there. They were doing bumps like they were getting paid by the stitch. (laughs) This
1: was fantastic. It was awesome. Uh, But, I mean, not to beat around the bush too much, but the ending was... Also interesting because I don't know. I've seen them sometimes unclip the whole thing. Normally they just yes. grab the, the velcro Especially straps or the titles. snaps yeah, and yeah. rip them off like that. But why do they? Why the carabiner unhook instead of just ripping the tag titles off? Well, we kind of got both. This whole thing ended up in a scrum between the three guys at the top of the ladders. Jimmy Uso went up and unhooked the carabiner, which let the whole thing go, and all three of them were fighting over it. Jimmy shoves john morrison and as he's nesty plunging backwards grabs the tails of the titles and unvelcros them and takes them down with him
0: <laughs> the best time to have velcro
1: titles, right <laughs> bada bing bada boom is yep. morrison retain uh yeah i i echo everything you said this was fantastic uh they seemed like they just did not care that there was nobody in the audience uh they still went out there and did the exact same match they would have done either way, and I applaud them for it. It was fantastic. Uh, the ending was a nice little button at the end uh, for all of yeah. that, so I it was, I loved it,
0: it. It was basically like, and it's funny to say this, that it was a standard ladder match <laughs> because it's all the bumps you normally see, guys getting crushed on the ladders, guys getting ladders thrown at them, but it's still, every time you see it, it's oh, you know, it's shocking and it's jarring, and, uh, and I thought it also worked in this format because they were able to edit it afterwards. Sometimes Morrison's parkour moves, like his, his flips and whatnot when he's hitting people, it tends to look like you're being lightly brushed by a daffodil yeah. as opposed to like an actual like impactful move and they were able <laughs> to edit some of those. He had one like spinning it almost like a spiral tap of some sort off the top ter- off the top of the post onto Jimmy Uso who was lying on a ladder that was spread across the uh, the ropes and you could tell that if they hadn't cut it at exactly that moment it would have looked like he was giving him a little nice nice peck on the cheek as he was going by. Right. So uh um, so that actually worked. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, Jimmy, oh, hey, here goes that? my move. What was that? I don't know. My, my chest hair ruffled. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what that yeah, was. So that it was, was
1: Alex, a.k.a. Ken Pachi, dropping $7 in the tip jar. Thank you, Saying, very thanks, much. my guys. Manny was awesome. And you and all the Discord chat made it even better. That's why we do it. Thank man. you We'd I'm love so the Discord, We love it, the man. live chats. And thank Heck you to yes. everybody that was in there for making it live. It's not just us.
0: Oh, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So Miz and Morrison retain uh, the SmackDown
1: Tag Team Championships, which, which is exactly really what we all wanted the, anyway. Yeah,
0: it's what. Well, not only did it, was is it what we wanted, it's what you and I both called, but it's also the only thing that makes sense if it's not really a tag match. Are you going to have New Day or Usos win it, and then they're running around with tag titles they didn't really face a tag team right. for? Agreed. That I mean, that would for faces. To, if a, if a heel team had done that. You'd go okay. It's a reason to hate them. If a face team does it, and they're like, "Yeah, we're the tag champs." It's it's kind of a dark cloud over their reign.
1: They're hey heying so. and ho hoing in the chat right now. Just uh,
0: of course they are.
1: Did you see the music video at I, the beginning
0: of WrestleMania at the on the pre-show? My, the the my music My eyes video they have out?
1: and ears were subjected to it. Yes,
0: hot fire, hot <laughs>
1: fires. Johnny <out>. drip drip.
0: <laughs> it's so bad! It's so bad! It's so amazing! No more. No more. It's like the, it's the, it's the, it's one of the like in most amazingly like dad ironic dad joke. Like uh, it's just, it's there just to piss you off and make you just go, oh my God, I know you, kn- you know this is bad. You know what you're doing. Yeah. You know that you're doing something bad. Stop it. Right. Stop it. And they're like, no, we got a whole other verse. Wait for it. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh- Oh, I love it. I hope we end I up with it.
1: that on Spotify with a WWE music release or some kind of something like that. I would I I don't know if I would ever listen to it again, but I bet there's no, a lot of people tor- that would.
0: <laughs> Torture your friends with yeah, it. Exactly. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> oh, so, yeah, right. this match this match
0: definitely overperformed. Um, and it's funny because we kind of realized it was going to as soon as they walked out, and we went we kind of did the math. We're like, "Wait, Morrison, Kofi, and Jimmy and Oh, wait, crap. This match could be awesome." And then it was. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, the next match was also really good and surprised me because I thought it wasn't good at first. And that was Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens who fought in what can only be described as a match straight off a of Monday night raw mm-hmm. until Seth got himself DQ'd and gave Kevin Owens the victory by hitting Kevin Owens with the ring bell DQ finish. And we thought that was it. and We were like, well, that was kind of a,
1: well, all right, was kind then. of a
0: nothing. Kind of a nothing match, which is kind of just kind of there. But then, mm, then the good stuff happened. Kevin Owens, still recovering in the ring, grabs a microphone and while he's still propping himself on the ropes, screams at Seth, who came out in what I can only describe as his like white Messiah Power Ranger outfit to the ring. Uh screams at Seth, really, is that how you want it to go down? Is that how you want your WrestleMania to go down? Why don't you come back and fight me? Do it for real. Let's do this no DQ. But come on, let's let's do this for real. And Seth went, "All right, sure." And this was great because this also played into the whole storyline. Seth thinks he's a wrestling god. Like he's, he's he's arrogant. He feels like he's above everybody. He doesn't care really if he wins or loses because at the end of the day, Kevin Owens is embarrassed at WrestleMania. So it plays into his ego. He comes back and we go and have a goddamn barn burner, Nick.
1: Well, we were steeped in a little controversy here because we we had to talk this out. Of meanwhile, while the the DQ no DQ version second half of this match was going on, we're all over meanwhile. here all on the back back behind the scenes that you guys <laughs> didn't see. Going, what do we do? Was that the end of an actual match? Did they just restart the same match under new stipulation? What do we do? Yeah. Okay.
0: I missed I missed part of the second half of this match because I was too busy right. with you just going like uh talking to Ann a Larson, a sudden, oh my god Owens is coming
1: Owens is coming off doing? the sign wait how did he get up on the sign how did he get on the sign <laughs> Owens is on the WrestleMania sign he's going on to Seth Rollins on the desk
0: oh my god my god I,
1: this, so I have to go back and watch that one later tonight I to, <laughs> I want to watch the Triple triple ten again oh. and I want to watch the this match again and I want to watch the second half of this the match the second yeah. half yeah
0: where they started, started getting gnarly.
1: Yep.
0: And it turned off it turned out really good. Yep. Like they 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 saved it. And it's almost like the first half was intentionally I'm not gonna say underwhelming, but in, in intentionally they left stuff out there so that they could go to the next level in the second half. And I think that, that they they nailed that. Yeah. So
1: should we the the question qu- now yeah, is, should we give double points for people that actually picked Owens?
0: No, and this is why. Because it, it, the way that it's actually going to be registered in the books, if this were actually a sporting event, it's a match that was DQ'd but restarted under no DQ rules. So it's still one match. Gotcha. Right? They, they restarted the match. So if they had been timing it, for example, if there was a timekeeper in WWE, he would have just restarted the stopwatch. Gotcha. So it's still the same match. Okay. <laughs>
1: well we both picked owens to win so at, by the time we got done arguing about whether what to do the yeah. it, owens <laughs> pinned him again anyway and it's it was done like well all right glad we wasted that 20 minutes screwing around I got doing three nothing. texts
0: at the same time it was <laughs> like never
1: mind yep <laughs> nothing to see here this is
0: not the solution oh, well. you're
1: looking for <laughs> right
0: it was fine so what happens now is kevin owens done with seth rollins is this feud done can seth move on to somebody else uh, should he move on to somebody else? I guess is more the, the the thing that we can answer. I, what do you think? I mean, should, I I personally think that that this feud should be like this was a good. This is it done. Moving on. Seth, go Seth's bother somebody else. Seth's whole
1: Messiah thing started with KO getting attacked behind the van, and KO just got his redemption by beating him at WrestleMania. That's that's a nice big old fat ribbon tied on that story, and I don't want to mess with it anymore. It's yep. it's gonna be a great one to look back on. Uh if this Seth if this Seth heel turn really does continue to deliver and and we see this through for another six to twelve months, mm-hmm. it could be a really good move for Seth, and I think this will be a nice part of that overall story. We need we need to find somebody else. Where's Buddy? Where's AOP? We need that back. Right.
0: Murph Buddy's sick from what I understand. AOP's out with an injury, so they're gone for up to eight, nine months. His whole I mean he, Seth Rollins' little cadre of dudes has been devastated. He's going to find a new flock. No kidding. Uh, but the other, that's the thing is, what's Seth going to do now that he doesn't have a flock? Uh, who else is he going to uh, get into his group? And then who's he going to go after next, if not KO? If this doesn't continue, who does he go for on Monday Night Raw? That's really the question, I think. Um, and there's not a ton of options at the top of my head that I think would be interesting for him to face off against. But this feud's been going on for so long, it should be over now and this is why we both picked ko to win this neither of us saw what was happening next goldberg versus braun Strowman for the universal championship we figured this was just going to be a sacrificial lamb to goldberg quicken out done Gold- goldberg just beat the damn fiend the guy who ate a hundred curb stomps and, you know, ate a, a sledgehammer to the face and still sat up afterwards. Goldberg beat that guy. Well, guess who beat Goldberg in two minutes and 11 seconds? Braun Strowman. And I thought what was funny here, Nick, is he ate a bunch of spears. Braun Strowman ate a bunch of spears. And then when Goldberg went for the finishing, he kicked out of three spears. If Goldberg hit him with another spear, he goes to give him the jackhammer. Which I thought was funny because we were all, <laughs> like, everyone in the Discord, everybody around was saying... There's no way he's getting him up in the jackhammer. Right. We were saying that since they announced this match. What's he going to do? Jackhammer Braun Strowman. He went for it, and he paid for it because Braun Strowman got him up into the power slam. Power slammed him like, what, four or five times? Yeah. Uh, four total. Four total power slams. One, two, three. Braun Strowman is your new universal champion. What? What?
1: What? In a matter of weeks, what? Braun Strowman has gone from being the mock of WrestleMania by winning the Raw Tag Championships with a 12-year-old named Nicholas to Intercontinental Champion and Universal Champion.
0: And you know, Intercontinental Champion and then dropped it within a month back to the back to Sammy's to within Sammy like Zane, It was yeah. And then he goes and beats Goldberg clean as a whistle. I, I'm still. We're doing this right after WrestleMania happened, yep. so I'm still finding words for this. Yep. Aside from four letter ones, because I had I had all my money. This was my big. This is my big money was right here.
1: If if I if I put all my
0: money on gold. If the
1: revelations of what first of all Braun, please stop posting on social media what you've been doing. Had yeah, you were saying he's gonna get punished? Yeah, I was expecting that. Right? Yeah. Um, had he not been doing all of that stuff. The way he, the way he was handling. It. There's a way to say that kind of stuff with tact. Same stuff, same way I said stuff about ACH months ago. There's, there's a way to say what he wants to say and share your opinions with a little bit more tact. Don't be a dick, right? Had none of that happened, I would have been over the moon excited and happy for Braun here. But that's tainted.
0: Yeah, because you took Braun off of your
1: bike stand, didn't you? It takes my uh, takes my respect away. He's he's hanging out over there with the PS4, but He's over there. Um, he's in timeout. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you guys can see him right over there on the edge of the screen, but um we we need to have a conversation, North Carolina. You know, you you were just handed a very prominent position. Ian and I just got done with an exchange for about 5 minutes talking about people that could carry the weight of the company and be the face of the company. Yeah. You just got handed one of the top titles in the company you have a very good demeanor about yourself and can carry yourself very well and you're a big level you got a big voice and you got a southern accent right
0: you you, can do
1: everything that we laid out that you that we you think you could do seems like
0: he's great with kids every time i see him doing stuff with kids like he's they they're just looking up at him like who's this gigantic mountain of meat and he's looking at them like don't worry little buddy i'm not gonna eat
1: you i'm not gonna squeeze You you
0: Yeah, look, look, I can play with toys too, woo! Right, but here's the thing: don't Seth Rollins yourself. Don't talk yourself out of a job. Don't talk yourself into a heel turn like Seth did. Right, where you where you you run your mouth on social media and people start souring on you, and then all they, all they can do is turn your heel. You're no longer the face of the company like Seth, and you're all of a sudden you're in the middle of of WrestleMania Night One having a non-title match with Kevin Owens. Not no disrespect Damn. to Kevin Owens. Damn, dude, but. <laughs>
1: But Congratulations on your championship victory is. over Goldberg, who you're getting the fiend rub from. Make it worth it. Use it. Do something with it. I, Please. I am
0: so upset at the Universal Championship booking for the last nine months now yep. because of this. Yep. And this is, I mean, you couldn't have Goldberg hold on to it till SummerSlam. I don't. I don't understand this. I. It was now the time. Now is the time you're going to sort of coronate Braun Strowman? Is it for real? I don't, I don't take this seriously. I can't take them coronating Braun Strowman here seriously because I've, I've, they've been so rubber bandy with him before. Yeah.
1: This just seems like such a fluke. Marshall, get out of my head because my crazy Nick booking tinfoil hat was going back to this leading to something at SummerSlam with Fiend and Braun Strowman. And, they do have and, history. And, and they've got history with the Wyatt family, the black sheep stuff that plays. I'm, I wouldn't be mad yeah. at it. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that is a better story than anything to do with Goldberg. Exactly. It's just It just sucks. It just sucks they had to drop Goldberg in here when they did, and we had to get what we got. I, I was very disappointed in this outcome in theory, but that being said, they could make this into something good. Down the road. It's just, it's just, it just happened. So it's still sore. Sorry, Nick.
1: Now, I want to throw this out there because it was not mentioned once that I saw in the Discord during the conversation. Where are you at, Surian Dangerous, on the fact that this was supposed to be Roman Reigns? Would you have well, had the same outcome with Roman taking it off of him? I think that's what we all agree. I would have picked Roman to win it. That's the thing. That's I, mean. I thought
0: Goldberg was taking this because it wasn't Roman and they weren't going to have anyone take Goldberg's heat but Roman. And I definitely didn't think it was gonna be Braun. Braun has been sacrificed before in situations where people couldn't pull out, like they couldn't pull it off. They stuck Braun Strowman in there to eat the pin. You know, we were just talking about how he did it to Brock twice in one year. Yeah. So it's this was shocking to me. Yeah. What if it was Roman? I would have picked Roman. I would have expected this. Yep. The fact that it's Braun Strowman and they've been so wishy washy with his booking is what makes me go, What? 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 Yep totally totally copied by surprise like i said i put my highest bet on this match i was certain goldberg was taking this 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 swerved me hard is this is
1: starting to be a recurring theme for you by the way you were certain What's that? you were certain that i was sir i can't fault you for that you were certain what Le- the
0: hell are you gonna say you were
1: certain lesnar was gonna run the gamut from the first position at royal rumble
0: Given what Brock Lesnar had done over the previous few years, you're going to bring that back up again? That old chestnut?
1: What, from two months ago? Yes.
0: Right. It's now it's now an old chestnut. Just, uh, it's, yeah, been, gonna, it's, been, it's been two old pay-per-views. We have short attention You've spans, had a good time the say. last
1: few years ribbing me every single pay-per-view about my crazy picks. Every now and then I get to throw one back at you.
0: <laughs> if you take our overall score, who's won more? Like, How many times have you beat me at a pay-per-view?
1: Uh, that's irrelevant.
0: Okay. Probably can count it on one hand, I imagine. Yep. So yes, gloat with your gloat with your one major victory where I had a major stumble because I went all in on a guy who'd beaten everybody up to that point. And I did it again here. You're right. I, I bet on an unstoppable force who was shockingly stopped by an minute uh, minute Sasha Banks, immovable object.
1: Like Ricochet's so, arm on his testes. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> that was I'm talking about I'm talking about Goldberg
1: and Braun oh. now, sir. Get back and come on. I thought this match was over in a minute. I start, I start, I ran my clock, too, just in case something happened, just as a backup. And I was looking down, and, and Strowman ate, like, four spears within the first minute. And I was like, uh, well, okay, that's done already, I guess. <laughs> all right, we're out of
0: here. Yep. And I would have been fine with that. I'd been yep. like,
1: all right. That's kind of that's what we all expected it to be. That's why everybody Squashy picked squash.
0: Yep. And then Braun got... And I, had, I had four minutes for this match. I thought they were going to talk more, but more, more, more breathing through their nostrils and, and grunting. But there wasn't. It, it ended up being a whole two minutes, 11 seconds. But, uh, yeah, neither of us saw this one coming. Uh, then the last, I can't even call it a match, the last thing of the night. Cinematic was event. The bon- <laughs> yeah, right. WWE produced cinematic event. Was the boneyard match between AJ Styles and The Undertaker. When it comes to WWE pre-produced, pre-cut cinematic events, recency bias aside, if you can, where does this rank?
1: Well, I haven't got that far yet. I don't know how to do that. Okay. It was it All happened right. what thirty minutes ago? First
0: instinct. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I one, I haven't watched it two more times yet. Good point. Um I, I will be doing that tonight after as soon as we're done with the show yep. here. It will be right back on. Um I, I thought it was five-star, right out of the gate. I, I loved every second of it. It's kind of what I hoped we would get, and then it exceeded it. What I, It exceeded what I hoped we were going to get. Um, I Yeah. I, what I thought, what I was scared we were going to get is some campy Beetlejuice set with some fake eh. plastic grass. Like, well, you you like, had that. Well, I you mean, no, no, no. had that. I'm talking about like the model in Beetlejuice, <laughs> not the backyard, right? Okay. Uh, somebody said in the Discord too, it looked like Bruce Pritchard's patio. And I'm like, "That's that might have been Bruce Pritchard's backyard. <laughs>
0: I'm I, I'm, sure it was somebody's,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> they, they, there was cars going by on the road while they were filming. Right.
1: <laughs> uh, there were several call-outs to... Uh,
0: who has a cemetery in their backyard?
1: Yeah, there were several call-outs to uh, Jeremy Borash, who, if you didn't know, is the guy that helped Matt Hardy produce a lot of the broken... broken uh, stuff, yeah. uh, free the deletes and all of those uh, videos out there. There were definitely some indications that his hand had, was in this. Some of his his touch might be on it because he does work for WWE now. Um, mm. So yeah, I thought this was fantastic. I thought from start to finish, uh, it left you well, hanging. It was a swerve. Yeah, it was. It was a
0: swerve out of the gate. Because he comes in, you have the hearse pulling up and the druids get out and they pull the casket out of the back of the hearse and they open it up and it's AJ Styles inside. He starts cackling. He's like, ah, oh, what a ride. <laughs> he's all joe He's like, yeah, I'm going to screw up the Undertaker. And then who should come barreling down the highway to the tunes of some, you know, dad rock style Metallica song, but Biker Taker. Straight up Biker Taker. American badass Biker Taker. No no hat, no long trench coat. No Limp biscuit, Just Mm-mm. No, Metallica, not the best Metallica song. No, at least it's Metallica.
1: Kind of a, it's a very, definitely... very sanitized Metallica song. Yeah,
0: yeah. Metallica is very sanitized. Very
1: 2010 Metallica song.
0: They, they kind of suck. I'm just gonna say that right now.
1: Uh, now, um, 80s doesn't.
0: I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm kind of a Metallica puritan. It's got to be. I mean, I'll, I'll kind of deal with Black Album, but everything before Black Album, nothing after. Yes,
1: agree. Anyway,
0: neither here Agreed. nor there. That's a discussion. A discussion for another day. Uh, Taker shows up on his bike, gets out, and immediately goes, all right, AJ, you wanted me. Let's do this. And the fight begins. And it was pretty much a straightforward brawl for the first part. Uh, brawling over the hearse, some big moves on the hearse. Taker busts the window and, and cuts his arm. Uh, AJ takes bumps all over the place through the windshield, etc. cetera. Um, and then, of course, at a certain point, uh, Gallows and Anderson and a whole bunch of other dudes dressed as druids get involved. Taker beats them all off. Ooh, her. <laughs> and uh, then it's back down to AJ and Undertaker. Now, here's the thing, Nick. At a certain point, AJ gets, he, he low blows Taker, gets the edge. And after about, I felt like about 20 minutes of them fighting around, it was kind of, to me, getting, it was dragging on a little bit long at this point. Cause it's just, there's only so long I can watch two guys beat each other up without any storyline in, in a cinematic way. There's got to be something more that happens. It was starting to get a little bit long in the tooth. We get to this moment where AJ runs and kind of kind of spears, kind of, you know, jams Undertaker through a fence. Yeah. And Undertaker's lying there gasping on the ground, look like he can barely breathe. And AJ stands back up and is like, Is that all is that all you got, old man? Is that all you have left? Really? Maybe it is time for you to be done. Maybe it's time for you to hang it everything up. And he grabs a shovel and Taker's kind of wheezing and he's you know, he's kind of crawling towards this grave that's nearby, and AJ smashes him over the back with the with the uh, shovel. And Undertaker falls into the grave. And at that moment, everyone in our Discord chat uh, and myself were all like, "Dang, is this the end of Undertaker? Is this how he goes out? I thought it was. Is this it?
1: The final burial, right? It. Like much like we had the final deletion, uh, the right. final burial. And it would have know. been
0: it, it would have been a very Poetic, evocative way to do it. And they could have done it, and I would have been like, all right, cool, I get it. Um, And I don't think I would have been as satisfied, but I would have still been fine with it because of the way that they executed. I've been like, all right. And it was well done, and it was emotional. Like, Taker really looked like he was just done. And so AG goes and gets in the tractor that's nearby and gets ready, the dump truck gets ready to dump the dirt into the grave because this is a buried alive match, I guess. Another way of saying buried alive. and then, as he's sitting there ready to bury Taker, the light goes up behind him and silhouetted and underlit is Taker totally fine and looking goddamn terrifying and we all pooped our pants. And then Taker began to beat AJ from pillar to post, chased him up onto a balcony or like, a, like a, the rooftop of, a sh- of the edge of the shed, beat up Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows again, murdered Carl Anderson with a tombstone, Scared AJ because he had flames bursting up from the other side of the uh, the roof. Ultimately grabs AJ and choke slams him off this damn thing onto a pile of wood. AJ's down there dead. Taker grabs him, brings him over to the grave. AJ starts pleading for his life. Please don't bury me. Please don't bury me. Taker says, no, man, you put up a good fight. Starts hugging him, patting him on the back. Like, you put up a good fight. I'm not going to bury you. Hey, I, so many people didn't give me the fight you gave. I'm not going to bury you. <laughs> Takes two steps away from him. Kicks him into the grave. AJ Styles in the grave. Taker just Goes up nonchalantly into the tractor. Boom. Buries him alive and drives off. Reveals, pulls off some, uh, some of that, that lovely plastic foliage you were talking about, Nick. Yeah. Pulls that off of the gravestone over, above the uh, grave, which says AJ Styles, 1977 to 2020. Taker gets back on his bike and drives off to the sound of Metallica <laughs> with a little WWE logo in the corner. And that was your boneyard match. God damn.
1: Fantastic. I like my favorite God. bit of it that you, yeah. you you overstepped was when AJ was laying there and Taker was talking oh, after he'd been choke slammed down onto the wood off the building, he was saying, "Right, uh, say my say my wife's wife's name again. <laughs> T- tell me how old am I? Tell me you how old. Apologize? Tell me how old I am again. Yeah, tell
0: me, you want to apologize now? Yeah. What do you want?" Who- Say, say what you want to apologize for there was a lot of there was a lot of patter in this yeah. that was that was very fun Fantastic. There was a lot of patter that was that was very good there's was of like, little like brutal moments where aj punches punching undertaker in the face and he like pulls away and he kind of just uh, jerks in his hand he goes you made me break my own damn finger like a bunch of little things like that yeah. that were just great little nuances to this as well so yeah i mean overall I'm trying to think of a WWE pre produced thing that was as good as this. I'm having trouble. This has got to be it's, it's gotta be in the contention for one of the tops. Yeah. Like this this was for for what it was. I'm not trying to compare this with a movie. For what it was, it was great. It was great. It man, it made Taker look like he's goddamn terrifying. This made Taker look like a god.
1: It was twenty minutes look- long and it was better than any of the Marine movies they've made. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: Oh, man, come on, man. That's how Miz bought his house. Leave him alone.
1: Hey, you know, No, it's not. He signed a big deal with USA. You know what I yeah. mean.
0: <laughs> come on, man. Really? Let me have the damn... <laughs> but Okay, so what did you think? I, I like the fact that this showed that even though he's quote-unquote Mark... I, you know, AJ was like breaking down the fourth wall. He's like, oh, you're just Mark Calloway. You're hopping in hot tubs with Tigers with your wife. Undertaker's like, sure, man. Yeah, I'll let you believe that. And then... When Mark Calloway can't take it, Undertaker's going to kick your
1: ass. I'm not sure. Good myth making. I'm not sure I'm okay with Biker Taker coming back yet. I think that's the one one hang up that I I need to. Why not?
0: Why not? And that's what my my question is, is because do you feel like this is definitively. He can only be biker taker from now on or do you feel like he can do either and now he's in a sense unified his gimmicks. Do you see what I'm saying? You can be biker taker and be dead man taker at the same time cuz he kind of did both in this match.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Maybe maybe I'm getting a little bit I mean, like he's William doing Riegel, the pyro APA controls here, by but,
1: throwing his hand up at I'm the saying. end and yeah. all that stuff. Right,
0: he rides up, right he rides off at the end he throws his hand up like he used to do with American Badass, the pyro goes off. And this huge, like, neon taker symbol appears on the damn barn. Like, yeah,
1: I mean, it's,
0: it's cheesy, but that's kind of what we want out of this, isn't it?
1: Do you get more excited by hearing the gong go off and all the lights go off? Or do you get excited by hearing bad 2000- hearing, Metallica? Hearing bad Metallica or Kid Rock and, and a motorcycle riding down the ramp?
0: The gong, but we've had that for a long time. And with this one, we had both the gong and the Metallica.
1: It, when he appeared it, behind somewhere AJ, in the we middle on, on the way back to Biker Taker, we got like Cholo Taker and Spanks. You know, so I I, there was no I real get, transition. Did we need some kind of explanation here, or are we just like eating popcorn going along for the ride as we watch this?
0: As long as there's no limp biscuit involved, <laughs> give me Hybrid Taker, and I'm fine with it. He can come out one time as Dead Man, he can come out another time as Biker Taker, whatever. Fine with it.
1: All right. Totally cool. Yeah, I, totally cool. That, this sold
0: this sold me on it.
1: Yeah, so. and I, and I like the I like the snark. I like talking taker. If we're gonna call him that, I I like I like how interactive he was in this match. He wasn't just rolling his eyes back in his head and sticking his tongue out and you know running his finger across his throat. Uh, so I I liked that that dynamic of Mark Calloway in this match yeah. of Biker Taker. If we if we're gonna get to see more of that, yes please. I'm in. Absolutely. Yep.
0: Okay. So, there, so you are in. I'm in. All right. I'm in too. My only question left here is, is AJ dead now? Because we saw, the last thing we saw was his his little gloved hand coming up out of this ash and dirt dust stuff that he was buried under. How are they going to bring AJ back? Because he dead.
1: Uh, Gallows and Anderson have not been killed, or at least one of them are alive enough to pull AJ from the grave.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. There you go. <laughs> They, li- they listen, so that'll be the explanation now. Oh, yeah, out, of course. Yeah. Uh, in a week or so when he recovers from his injuries. For some reason, Nick, I don't know why, you picked AJ Styles, and there was a point in this match where you must have been feeling pretty good about yep. yourself.
1: Yep. But uh, As soon as he popped, popped out that, of the hearse, uh, out of the coffin, I was just like, oh, okay, here we go. And he knocks him yeah. into the grave, and he goes and gets on the tractor. I was like,
0: this yeah, is you got exactly this. Oh, what I God. thought it was going to be. <laughs> Too bad you only bet one on it, yep. but... Actually, at the end of it, probably pretty good thing. Yeah. So, speaking of Pickums, Nick, at the end of night one, I'm sitting pretty with six correct, and you have three.
1: Yeah, I didn't do so high.
0: But that's just that's just between you and me on the show. Yeah, because there's also the patrons Pickums challenge going on, and the going and Rob busted wide open challenge, all of which is going on at the same time. Yes, and I'm here to tell you that it is still anybody's game. It is. It is the the. I'm looking at the numbers right now. Uh, right now, Nick, you're hurting a little bit. You've got. Uh, we're, we're, we do this differently than a lot of other people do. We do it by subtraction, yeah. basically. How many points? I start everybody. Do you still have everybody on got board?
1: 137 points to start, if you include the plus one that you get from the 24/7. And as we go through the matches and determine the outcomes, you either keep the points or you lose them. As the yeah. so right it is
0: actually it's a more accurate yeah. way because you see how many points you have left on the board. Yeah. Um, so this is actually a, a more accurate way of telling you who's in front, as opposed to adding them up, which doesn't tell you how many points the people still have to get. Exactly. So that is actually uh, this is actually a more accurate way of determining. Thank you. Who is ahead uh, right now? Roberto Rosado. beating beating both the hosts. We have uh, Alex Washington. We have uh, I'm going to sneak in here. Alex Washington, Yardi, uh, Jared Gardner, Chris White. The champ champ, the, the the current champ is beating both the hosts by, he's beating me by three points. Still close. Nicholas Yates, uh, Robbie RB, Roberto Rosado, and Will James are all ahead of the hosts of this show. Uh, no one is further than 11 points ahead of me, so it is still anybody's game tomorrow. I pick different things than a lot of people in the big matches. Also, over on going in Raw, Steve is ahead of me by one point. Uh, Larson is dying though. Yeah. So
1: point of order, is, if I may, Oh all yes. my big points are still on the board. I've still got my uh, 10, 14, 16, 13, 15. I've still got my big ones. So well, I'm
0: so proud of you. I still have, I still have my 10, 12, 15, 13. So I'm, I'm still in this. my friend.
1: Listen, like you said at the beginning, this is still anybody's game at this point. And all the, to me, the big point matches are all happening tomorrow. All the ones that so Cena Fiend, Alistair Black Lashley that everybody's overconfident on is gonna be Alistair Black, Lesnar McIntyre, Charlotte and Rhea.
0: And Rhea, which could go either way, and I picked Charlotte, and that's gonna be a big one because pretty much everybody who's ahead of me right now picked Rhea. So that's going to be one that go. That's that could swing things big time. There's a lot of swing matches tomorrow. This is not over by a long shot. This is exactly how it should be. I didn't run the numbers to see if anyone is mathematically eliminated. I'm sorry. It's just been. It's I might been tinker like, with com- that
1: later, but the show
0: just happened. Yeah. The show just happened. So I don't have those numbers yet. But we do know that as far as people in the lead, it is still anybody's game. But we do have some people uh, like Robbie RB and Roberto Rosado, which who are very much ahead of everybody else. Yeah. They're they're uh, a, a good healthy lead. They both have. So, yeah, Nick, uh, we are, we're neck and neck. Me and, uh, me and Steve are neck and neck, the two podcasts. So this is anybody's game. Tomorrow's going to be all the big matches for WrestleMania, man. Tomorrow's when we're getting uh, a lot of the marquee matches. They did make this kind of an appetizer night tonight, which I thought was a little telling. But, uh, yeah, tomorrow we have Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. We have Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. We have John Cena versus Bray Wyatt Edge versus Randy Orton. We have Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Austin Theory. We have Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. We have Bailey versus Sasha versus Naomi versus Lacey Evans versus Tamina for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, and we have Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. It should also be noted that tonight Mojo Rawley did pick up the the twenty four seven championship uh, over our truth, but he did have to shove Gronk off of it to do it. So my prediction that Mojo would walk out of here as a twenty four seven champ, I should have done for night one.
1: Damn it! Uh, that no, because it wouldn't have worked out well that way. We couldn't have had two, we could of have done an not. additional I, plus one for who was the champ at the end. That would have just been a me mess. Have my moment, Howard. That was just a moment. Our uh, truth's gonna have I it by I the have end have of night problem. two, and by the end anyway. It's not gonna matter. Um you're you're out yeah,
0: I think at this point I think you're right. Yeah, Grock <laughs> might get one. it
1: for night two for a good portion a sec, yeah, of it, and R true's gonna he'll sneak He'll take up. it
0: from Mojo yeah. and then Ruth's gonna yeah, yeah, that's how it's gonna be those I totally two agree. are gonna that's start bickering gonna go.
1: and R tree's gonna sneak in and take it from both of them. So yeah. uh, R gonna have it by the end of night two tomorrow night. And yeah. everybody's gonna get an extra point except for you.
0: And you get a twenty four seven championship, yeah. and you get a twenty four seven championship and but yeah, so Nick, a big night one for WrestleMania, and even bigger night two coming up tomorrow. Uh, it's all over the place with the Patrons Pickens Challenge. It's still anybody's game. It's a madhouse. You guys were awesome in the Discord chat. Come join us tomorrow. We will be doing Discord tomorrow for WrestleMania. No show, no show pre-WrestleMania tomorrow, but we will be doing a show after, very similar to this, um, at, at I guess seven thirty tomorrow too. Because even though WrestleMania is too big for one night, it is still going to be the same length combined as WrestleMania was last year on one night. Do that math, WWE. Right. Uh, hashtag WWE math is what I'm going to call How that. How is
1: three hours too big for just one night?
0: <laughs> six hours, right, like a six or seven hour show. WrestleMania was like, what, eight hours last year? It, Whatever. it was all absurd. Right. Too big for one right. night. My ass. Sure. <laughs> uh, all I know is I, I still have some energy after WrestleMania night one. Yeah. As opposed to after WrestleMania for eight hours, I have no energy. You know so, what? I'm not mad at, at least least it, though. We got to do this bad.
1: show. I'm going to get to go back and rewatch some matches. I got time to get this up. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to do. I got a lot you of free. Some- it's not even midnight yet. I got all kinds of no. time.
0: <laughs> oh, it's only 845 right. here. and I'm, I'm, That's because we, we ran long on this. Yeah. So there you go. Nick, that's that's it for night one. Woo. Everybody, thank you for listening. Yep. Thank you for joining us in the chat. It's a it's a healthy chat over there. Love you guys. Thank you for showing up. Thank you to everybody who threw us some a little coinage in the tip jar. i always that is always appreciated, and it helps us so immensely. I can't even yeah. express. It, to it's you. hard to put it's into words amazing.
1: how awesome it is. Thank, thank you guys so much. Come over and uh, find us on Facebook, BWOPodcast.com. All the links are down in the description below on YouTube, but make sure you're in the Discord for tomorrow night for night two of WrestleMania. And immediately after WrestleMania, we will be right back here at YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open to break down night two and the overall outcomes of WrestleMania. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at DatacenterDude. That is Dog Ziggler. He is at...
0: Dog Ziggler, and I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. bye This, this show I is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details
1: and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.